0: welcome to pickle me this the officially unofficial podcast for rick and morty on cartoon network's adult swim i'm your host jim and i'm aaron you can subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts today we're covering season three episode eight morty's mind blowers here's aaron with the recap
1: Morty has seen some shit in his adventures with Rick. Seen some shit he doesn't ever want to remember seeing. Fortunately, Rick has a solution to periodically wipe Morty's memories. But who gets to choose what memories Morty keeps and what gets blown away? As Morty relives the various mind blowers, he immediately has doubts that Rick is acting in his best interest. It's a clip show, but with clips from episodes no one's ever seen. It's what they're doing this year instead of
0: Interdimensional Cable. Aaron, hey what'd you think of this episode?
1: I like this episode. It's funny because I remember, I'm pretty sure we recorded a podcast uh, contemporaneous with season 3 where I mentioned I was slightly bummed that we didn't get an interdimensional cable that like mm-hmm. I I understand Morty's uh, mind blowers was kind of like a semi replacement for that, but like it well, it, it lacked as, like zany anything could go ha- uh, quality of interdimensional cable, and then when you see like a little fragment of House Hunters at the end, where they're actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually hunting mobile houses like some kind of demented houses, how's moving castle safari? Like I ache, <laughs> I ache to get more interdimensional cable, but. Uh, once I gotten over that, and I've seen this many, many times, uh, it is fun to see kind of like Rick and Morty based madness that's not tethered necessarily to any sort of con- continuity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of solid skits in here. I really like the the take on like uh, Contact. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. he he, jo- he Jody fosters somebody in Contact, and just just uses them to take advantage of them. Uh, and it's, yep. there's a lot of really funny skits, individual things. What did you, what did you think?
0: uh i love watching these episodes the interdimensional cable the morty's mind blowers i don't know what the fuck to say about them other than wasn't it funny when yeah which oh my god can i erase that can can we have uh jim and aaron's mind blowers where we erase the memory of having done this podcast because i feel like this is not going (laughs) to result in a good one but we'll see yeah we'll We'll see. see i mean there is a little bit of meat uh here to talk about, but yeah, we can talk about our favorites. Like my my favorite, for instance, is True Level. Yeah. I, I really, really love that one. True and Level's it, good. It it's amazing to me. We're we we'll talk about it later in the commentary probably, but this these commentaries are teaching me that Ryan Ridley is actually an essential part of this show because his line, like lambs to the cosmic slaughter, cosmic slaughter yeah. is what really makes that yeah. that one for me. Yeah. Have you seen community some of it,
1: because I um I thought this was interesting because this is a very similar to the joke where Donald Glover's character Troy goes into HVAC like like trade school, mm-hmm. and uh, they they in, one of the things you get to experience when you're inducted into the the you know the hallowed fraternal order of the HVAC technicians is you can experience what room temperature actually feels like. <laughs> okay. Like, and like, uh, Donald Glover's like, it's like, I can't tell where I end and the air begins. Yeah. And it's all, it's very, very similar to this joke of like, you know, if you, if you could experience true level that it's, it's some kind of ground groundbreaking life-changing experience. Yeah. Uh, it's totally it's destroys your mind. Do you, so the fr, so the what do we learn from the central framing device? Because this is to me just a furthering of the story of the alienation between Morty and Rick. Okay.
2: That like,
1: you know, Morty had like a beginning. of This episode, he or at the beginning of the season, he still looked up at his grandfather, but he's kind of seen him as like a dangerous thing that could maybe hurt him and his family, but as he's appreciated like how selfish he is, especially through the lens of his own mother's selfishness and how much like Rick she, he is, she is, um, he's gotten more and more kind of disenchanted with how his grandpa rolls. Uh, mm-hmm. the thing is, is like all the character development that does happen in this episode doesn't matter by the end because yeah, it's all wiped away. They get all wiped out with a recent backup. And, um, that was super cute. I liked the moment with summer, uh I like how Summer just plays this so cool as a cucumber with like the popsicle mm-hmm. in her mouth and she's going smoothly going about all these like apocalyptic yeah. procedures. Scenario 3. Oh no, it's scenario 4. Oh wow,
0: scenario 4 grandpa. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I just have a lot of questions though when I when I look at the central device of this like okay, they explain sort of what the blue ones are and what the purple ones are and what the red ones are, but they are green and yellow ones. And yeah, the pink which ones Which also are. intrigue me. Uh-huh. Um I, I wonder, since Rick can edit these memories, how much of them are actually real. Right. Uh, why Rick would keep the red ones around. Yeah. Uh, you know, what What perverted, weird fantasies is Rick living out in this room with this helmet and Morty's memories? Uh, just a lot of weird things. Also, uh Rediscovering yourself through your old memories uh-huh. and, and all the ones you wanted erased. So, so your whole self identity is now just things that you think are awful about yourself. What We're kind awful of awful about the other,
1: or awful or embarrassing about the other yeah, person? Yeah, which has yeah. an extreme
0: effect in this episode, definitely. Yeah. But, like, what would that do to you? Uh, it might have you trying to kill yourself by the end of this. No, I, I thought that's the thing that I thought
1: was really funny is their suicide pact at the end. I don't um, quite
0: understand it, though. Like, I don't know why Rick is on board with this.
1: I think it's... I I, I don't know either, other than it's super funny for, like, Morty right. to be like, you yeah, I know what's what. I just know that, like, our head's full of this shit and I don't want to do it anymore. And, <laughs> and Rick's just like, hey, I like your energy and I'm
0: I'm caught up in it, so fucking yeah. let's do it. Murder, he, suicide. I suppose he has no identity of himself at that point. So yeah. So, like... He's just kind of latching onto the first thing that presents itself.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or like all he knows is the man in black, too, is a joyless cash grab. So it's Uh like. I think that's well, funny I, it too. It sort of like inverts what,
0: the relationship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like what? What? What memories survive a mind wiping? Like mm-hmm. you've like Rick has a basic operating system. He can. He understands the uh, English language. He yep. understands he's a conscious person. Uh, but he also has the memory of Man in Black two, but not Men in Black one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let's go out together, you yeah. old son of a bitch. I I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, but it also Again, there's not this doesn't it did probably by design like, mm-hmm. you know, the the, get, the way that people framed it is that this is like a clip show for uh, episodes you've never seen before. Um, it's probably best to have it like being able to wipe uh the continuity.
0: Yeah, because there there is some weird stuff around the edges. That maybe we'll talk about coming up here. But like, yeah, you you don't want all of these things to sort of stick with our characters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they fundamentally change the way they perceive themselves yeah uh which yeah i mean if if morty if morty makes it out of this if he doesn't you know inspire this suicide pact and he makes it out with these memories he's a completely different morty sure than the morty we know mm-hmm. and and you might argue then that different than the morty we should know if it weren't up to rick I just, yeah, the 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 question that stuck with me is, what is Rick doing with these memories? Yeah. Why? Like, and one of the things that I think leads, uh, sort of lends, like, a little bit of an explanation is in that menagerie thing, that uh, Jody Foster contact skit, he's talking about, you know, the concept of a menagerie, right, and the collection aspect of it. And he says something, which is pretty fucked up, uh, you know, he tells Morty that he'll understand it when he's still dating into his 40s, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Yeah weird on a lot of levels Uh, But I wonder if that isn't what Rick's doing Like collecting Some sort of like memory menagerie
1: But to what end
0: Like none of these are his memories None of them are
1: I don't. I. I mean, the 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 answer is. It's like this. That's the conceit of the episode. Because I'm trying to think yeah, yeah, of like. I know, but maybe like if if he's got like some kind of like he's got mathematical equations to explain how his grandkids are equally pain in his ass. Is this part of his study? Is this how like you mm-hmm. know he he he'll remove the information from Morty's head for whatever agenda because it makes Morty more comfortable because he wants to maintain this perfect... <laughs> because that's the thing. is like, you know, we've heard several times many people bemoan that, like, Rick is never wrong. Whereas yeah. this, we find that Rick's wrong plenty. It's just that he's also... Not only he super
0: intelligent, he's also stacking the deck by removing any time that you can remember that he's ever been wrong. Are they trying to do something meta with that and telling us your perception of Rick is wrong? Obviously. Your perception of Rick is blinded to yes. the truth of Rick?
1: Like, you're literally getting the
0: only the good only the good parts of the of, of a character who you could describe as a sociopath or a or psychopath. well I, I thought maybe more of a meta to like the fans who idolize Rick right uh, telling them look you're you're viewing one aspect of Rick hmm. and and running that to its conclusion and embracing it yeah uh, you you are completely ignoring the other parts of Rick that makes him terrible mm-hmm uh,
1: I think that even though that this episode in the continuity kind of gets wiped we do learn some things about rick and, and morty in and their universe for example the one the most startling information we learned is that beth has a very clear preference of her children
0: <laughs> yes it's summer
1: yeah like i Clearly. think that's like because you know it's always like sophie's choices is, is like if you have to choose between your children one lives one dies like how do you even make that choice is so agonizing and just she's just <laughs> instantly oh no it's summer for sure summer i don't want the uh-huh. fuck to do with morty morty scares me like what does that mean and i also love how like at first the the, the reaction of the of, of morty and summer themselves like morty is looking horrified at his mom and then like summer's jaw drops but then she looks at morty like oh it's kind of a sweet moment cuz like hmm. summer actually cares like this is fucked up i know what i would feel like if i was hearing it in reverse uh how is how is morty doing with it yeah um, very
0: conflicting emotions
1: yeah, yeah, I I like that. Um, I also the other one that really I I really tickles me is Morty's interrogation of the alien terrorist, and you know Rick having him grab like he thinks he's like torturing oh, they, this guy, but he's actually yeah. get, essentially giving him an alien hand job. And when Morty's like, "I'm not going along with this," he's like. Pretty <laughs> fucked up, Morty. You'll torture your enemies, but you won't. You won't jerk them off. <laughs> right. What's that say? Like, how bad do you want peace? You're gonna stop. I thought that was really, yeah, how really are we funny. Even better than them. Yeah. If we can't jack them off. Yeah, and it's like what's funny is like all that logic really fucking tracks. Uh-huh. Like, imagine like how funny it would be in the context of 24 is like if the easiest way to get information out of a terrorist for for like Jack Bauer to blow a dude. Uh-huh.
0: He wouldn't do it. I bet he wouldn't do it. <laughs> Probably not. They not couldn't the, show it on television. No, That's they wouldn't show sure. it
1: on television, but he can literally shove a towel down a man's throat till it uh-huh. becomes one of his digestive system
0: and rip <laughs> his intestines out, and it's okay. <laughs> it is completely fucked. It is, yeah. Um I, I appreciated all the references in this one. There are a million of oh, them. Yeah. Like it's not just Jody Foster and mm-hmm. Contact, it's Ghostbusters and Star Wars and Everything you can think of is in there at some point.
1: There's also some really clever jokes about like... Um in, in the, in the memory where, uh, Beth declares Summer her favorite child, Rick apologized for being late because he got confused of which planet of Saturn he was on. He's like, hello, Saturn. After 10 moons, maybe she go with numbers instead of names. <laughs> and then two mind blowers later, he kills the, 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 what was the, uh, the boot, the, the bibu, the tauntaun uh-huh. kind of stand in because he thinks he's on moon nine instead of seven. Uh-huh. It's like, yeah, Rick just doesn't. He can't. He can't keep his mind together enough to not be scatterbrained on this stuff.
0: So I think that's that was really fun too. Maybe maybe the most fucked up one is the whole enchilada, uh, where they they this floop floopian comes to them and says, "I want to be killed by a great warrior so I can go to my version of heaven." Mm-hmm. Uh, and Morty sort of convinces him that you know he might not have the evidence he thinks right uh, he does for for a god existing or the afterlife anyway. Uh, and then the guy ends up running in the street, getting killed by a car and goes to hell. Yeah. Like, if that it's, hurts, It
1: hurts. I, I blame you. I blame you.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is super fucked up. But uh-huh. also, Rick Rick acknowledges, oh, well, I guess it, that's pretty strong evidence. His religion was real. What does that do to your sense of religion or the universe if you're Rick? Does it do you start believing in their religion? Do you is, is there a concept of like a religion that only applies to certain beings like a god that is only associated with Floop Floopians? Well, it's
1: interesting because it reminds me of like uh, listening to Dan Carlin's uh, um, history of like uh, the Mongol Empire. Hmm. And he mentioned that like one of the things that allowed the Mongol Empire to be so big is that they didn't insist on people converting to their religion because their religion was based on the mountains, the Himalayan mountains and worshiping those as gods. And they're like, why the fuck would anybody worship gods that like you know there are gods are in the mountains you guys are living on the plains like you got your own mm-hmm. fucking gods do whatever our obviously our gods are better because we kicked y'all's ass <laughs> but you can keep worshiping your weak ass gods if you want yeah that's um, fair. and i wonder if like it's that kind of situation where like even if there is an afterlife they only give a shit about flip flupians or or whatnot yeah but like you'd think that rick would investigate that because if you can have an eternity of orgasmic bliss mm-hmm. i'm not saying that rick wants to check out any time per- particular but maybe immigrate to that planet Adopted yeah. religion. The problem is you have to get super circumcised. Yeah. To be a part of that religion. Man. So and you're you know, tra- you know what I'm you're, talking about.
0: you trade yeah, castrated. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's
1: full full b <laughs> chicken yeah. berries, all gone. Smooth as a kind yeah. doll. That's the price of the
0: Temporary super circumcision for <laughs> eternal bliss. I think I'd make that trade. <laughs> Uh, what makes you think it's temporary? That no, it goes into afterlife. You're
3: smooth oh, as a well kid the Oh, well, how getting eternal
0: bliss? Everybody,
1: everybody knows you can't have eternal bliss without a dick. Come on, <laughs> especially orgasmic bliss. <laughs> but all jokes aside, I'm I'm on Morty's side. Like this guy, he just didn't study. He didn't. He didn't. He's like a Christian not reading his Bible. Like, have you literally never
0: seen anyone from your species die? Yeah. No, it should, it should be immediately obvious. You either go up or you go down. And although, it's something visible that
1: happens. Although we didn't see the orgasm. maybe orgasmic just looks like natural death. It's only when people sin that the, the demons come out, and just maybe everyone still, on the planet.
0: Still, yeah, like cause and effect here. <laughs> oh, they sinned and they went down. Oh, we're also not. It's they not didn't sin. sin and nothing happened to them. I'll take the nothing happened versus yeah. the
1: drag to hell. Also, you're right. It's not. It's not a. It's not just personal virtuosity or. It's also, you have to be killed by a great warrior. Right. It's
0: like a Valhalla. So, if you're on a thing,
1: planet yeah. and you just trip or slip in your bathtub and break your neck, you're
0: getting drugged down to oh, non orgasmic hell. Yeah. They don't, they don't use, are, are you kidding? They don't have smooth surface bathtubs in, on that planet. No, nah, it's a warrior. It's no a warrior way. Planet. They've got fucking Velcro bathtubs with Velcro bath shoes that they use so yeah. they will not fall over. Yeah. Um. So, the other skits there, I, I
1: actually really like the, flipping the light switch that's very Uh relatable like uh you know back when i used to work tier one tech support the bane of your existence is all right uh so click on this box and you hear click 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 okay where the fuck are you now because i don't know where you're at you're supposed to click one thing you just click three things oh your computer's formatting okay yeah um i thought that's what the stakes are like ultimately like rick's just got a switch in the bat in his garage that if you accidentally flip it off
0: it kills a whole room full of people on another planet? Yeah, maybe yeah. another dimension? Like wh- what? What the fuck? And then there's a second implied switch that does something further? Sure. Once Morty gets, you know, he flips another switch at yeah, the to, to go get a shovel. Room.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Um I like the squirrels running the planet to such an extent that mm-hmm. like if you piss off the squirrels, it's like a full-on Cronenberg disaster yeah um which interesting implications for the uh timeline of rick and morty Mm -hmm. um and then there's the other there's because at the end they come fast and furious the one i thought was interesting is mr poopy butthole proposing
0: okay yeah
1: um when the fuck did that
0: happen i mean at some point in morty's past i uh, we don't know Mm mm-hmm like killed interesting. Santa yeah,
1: yeah. I was wondering. Like, I, I don't know, because the other thing is, like, I don't know how serious you're supposed to take this from a continuity perspective, and with all the different dimensions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that Ricks ever trade mind blowers with each other? Like, is this some Rick's kind of bootleg oh, market yeah. of like, oh yeah. wait, wait, what do you, what do you see this boner Morty did, and then they're like passing along? Yeah, for sure. They're definitely passing uh, around the Jerry Jerry's mind blowers. <laughs> yeah yeah i love the jerry's mind blowers oh, because it's clearly just a cruder version of morty's technology like uh, the helmet it's is like just, an eight-track tape stuck in this, and it's like duct taped on this stupid bicycle helmet like, oh you don't need all that tech to yeah. encompass jerry the yeah. being yeah i think it's hilarious like what what are what is it being said there <laughs> with this like lo-fi reproduction of jerry's memories it doesn't seem like it's not like the memories are coming across any any less quality no um, I mean he's still Rick even, even, he want, even if he's giving him a second rate helmet it's still going to work 100%
0: as well I mean this well. is a, a man who fell for a simulation that was operating at 1% or that's 5% of capacity whatever it was that's true um, not the brightest bulb yeah what, uh, what else do you want to talk about there's a heavy metal version of the Rick and Morty theme over the end credits which I thought was kind of cool
1: why? I don't know they they draw attention, not to get a little ahead of ourselves to VM-77, but they draw attention to that in the commentary, hmm. but...
0: But they don't really explain it. Yeah. It's more just like, yeah, that's there. Weird. Uh-huh. I couldn't tell you. There, there is a... So, one of the things I noticed in the Santa thing, which I found strange, because I freeze framed all these to really get a good look at them, mm-hmm. uh, and when they're burying Santa, they've got Rick's ship over to the side, and the trunk's open, there's like a note taped inside to the top of the trunk. Mm-hmm. Now, I went on the Wikipedia or the the fandom page and I was trying to see if anybody had mentioned that. Nobody had.
1: Huh, maybe it's like it inconclusive. Seems,
0: well, it seems clearly left by Santa. But there's just a bunch of squiggles on it. You can't actually read anything.
1: I saw that um I saw that someone speculated that this was Rick and Morty burying the uh, Santa
0: Claus that got murdered the in homeless the homeless guy who blew up around the planet. No, the, <laughs> there there was like a Santa
1: Claus in a birthday party. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the 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 slime world episode. Okay, the rest yeah, the and relaxation. Yeah, the detox mm-hmm. episode. That like that they're trying. This is like a, a tiny slice of them cleaning up all the messes that they made and and hmm. the their their toxic cells made. But, yeah, Rick's not really a clean it up type of guy. Yeah, that's and that's and it's certainly not like maybe he'll wholesale clean up like with some kind of magical device, yeah. but like the fact that he would go and retail labor. just find everybody and bury them out in the desert or something no, like that not seems like a lot it. of work. Seems like a lot of work. Yep. Um and then I that the dark question is like where else would the Santa come from? Like <laughs> what circumstances would lead them to murdering a mall Santa or a Salvation Army Santa? <laughs> I mean, we've already seen Rick murder uh-huh. another homeless version of Santa, so <laughs> who knows? After this short break, we'll be back to talk to comedian, writer, and podcaster Iffy Waduwe, the host of Who Shot ya? on Maximum Fun, and Nerdificent on iHeartMedia about the trouble with interdimensional shifting. We'll be right back. All right, time for housekeeping. And guys and gals, I'm not going to lie. There's just too much good TV to keep up with right now. Too much for any one human to keep up with. Yet, we valiantly try. If you want to keep up with any of these, just search for the show name wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. We Do is our Watchmen podcast. Two weeks in, it's been a total delight. We're giving it the full treatment, instant live take and talk podcast for club members on Sunday night and a full podcast with recap and analysis each Tuesday. On our podcast, Two Bit Encryption, we're covering the twisty and turny final season of Mr. Robot, the world's premier show about hacking, mental illness, and social alienation. Full podcast recaps every Wednesday. On American Horror Story Podcast, we are covering season nine, the 1984 season, comes out every Friday morning. Don't look now, but this week is the Halloween episode almost guaranteeing a banger. Cecily and I are also doing our Cinema Spooktacular. It's our third annual. The first two episodes are out. The third episode will drop on Halloween Eve Eve this 30th, this uh, this Wednesday. Cecily and Alexis of Pin Y fame will be covering his dark materials on Bald Move TV starting on Monday, November 4th. But you don't have to wait now. You can download their coverage that they began last week with a review of the 2007 Golden Compass movie. Finally, if you're in the mood for spooky stories to tell in the dark, check out our newest feature, Lunch with Jim and Aaron, Reheated. This is where we release our five-year-old club member-only lunch podcast for everyone to enjoy. This Thursday, we have the classic lunch where Jim and I turn off the studio lights and tell spooky stories from our childhood. Can your spine handle the tingle from the tail of the church on Joppa Road? Check out this week's Reheated Lunch and find out. Once again, if any of those sound good, just search for the show name wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find them all on baldmove.com. Joining us now is comedian, writer, and podcaster Ify Wadiwe. You can hear him as the host of Who Shotcha on Maximum Fun and Nerdificent on iHeartMedia. Ify, thanks for coming on a show. Hey, thanks for having me uh I'm,
2: oh sorry <laughs> I, already no, no, I, just, I already fucked it up i already fucked it up sorry go ahead i was just gonna say uh i'm glad to be here <laughs> that's all so it really wasn't that important uh we appreciate you
1: having on uh something we ask everybody uh that steps into the podcast booth with us is what your personal history with rick and morty are Are you like fan from day one did you hear about it t- between season one what's what's the the details
2: Oh yeah, I was a D1 fan, uh day one and also Destiny 1 fan of the <laughs> of the show. Yeah, it's it's like I wasn't like from the premiere, I think halfway through the first season when they, when it was getting some buzz, I was like, all right, let me see what this thing everyone's freaking out about is. And I just got hooked from there. So I was just waiting patiently for season two and then three. And now, uh, yeah, we're, we're waiting again. (laughs) You got me excited there for a second. You said you were day one and I was
0: like, Oh, we did it. We found patient zero. The person who went on the internet and told everybody else about Rick and Morty.
2: Yeah. (laughs) unfortunately yeah yeah i'm day 1.5 okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i yeah i came i it was yeah because it just like blew up it was this thing that everyone was and then my friend group and everyone uh online was really just tripping out about so i was like all right i gotta check it
1: it's like the so, the opposite of destiny destiny the game comes out and everybody's like ah pfft, shit's on it and then there's a core yeah. group of dedicated people that just can't get it out of their their, their system uh whereas you know Rick and Morty is like uh, everybody everybody loving it. Uh yeah. I'm trying real hard you you you're baiting me in here if you to turn this into a destiny <laughs> podcast we just can't do that. We 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 shared our shared our mutual love of destiny before the pod we got we got to stay on focus. Uh what what's your favorite episode of all time?
2: Oh man. Uh I think my favorite episode uh is uh, I'm I'm trying to like It really is going to just be the Rick Lantis mix up because they like left that like breadcrumb of evil Morty and then the big reveal and the politics of, you know, the Citadel were just so fun to kind of explore and see the ground floor of the Citadel. And it just kind of crescendos into this big reveal at the end uh, that was like pretty baller so that is my favorite of all time so you know most current you know <laughs>
1: isn't it funny because like part of what's great about Rick and Morty is how random and weird and crazy it is but it seems like what really sticks with the fan is like those brief flashes of blessed continuity oh, like yeah. oh my god there's something bigger building here it's so exciting
2: oh yeah because it's so fun because it, it it's kind of like in a way, random in itself because you have this kind of organized chaos that you're you're like okay you you never know what to expect it's going to be a new kind of uh, encapsulated episode and then you get this continuation of something that you vaguely not vaguely but you remember from earlier and you're like oh oh no we're going back on this ride so so it's like it's like when you go to a theme park and you're trying out different rides but you have like a ride you really like, and you revisit that one, you're like, oh, yeah, this is fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it does definitely, I don't think you have to watch Rick and Morty that closely, but it it seems like the more you do, the better the reward. Oh, yeah, I agree. Plus, you can flex on everybody on the internet if you can catch that, you know, your pet theory is a little bit sharper than theirs, so.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know it's so funny because I feel like the Rick and Morty fandom has so many different, like, subgroups. Like, you have, like, the, like, the smart guy you know cult and right. you have like the you know uh like the we're so random slash deadpool side uh-huh. and then you have like just your your like tv fan who thinks they're better than you know we all we're bringing everyone together yeah
1: <laughs> indeed it's what we need nowadays uh yeah. what do you think of this particular episode morty's mind blowers
2: oh i loved it uh, mostly because i like the kind of Uh, clip show you know type episodes like what was the um the the different channel episodes Yeah, the the interdimensional cable yes yes. so so like anything like that where we kind of break from format and we just get because the you know as a writer i'm like oh yeah no it's hilarious because this is just like all right, what are the funniest, jo- how many funny ass jokes can we fit in this versus like, okay, let's have the cohesive story, which this one still does have like a kind of uh through line, even though it is like joke after joke after joke, uh, which makes it even more sweet.
0: Yeah. I'm always impressed with how they kind of managed to build a backbone into those episodes. Cause like the first interdimensional cable, you sort of get the Beth and Jerry story Mm -hmm. like the alternate reality version of them and then you get you know jerry and his uh penis implant in the second one (laughs) yeah uh it's yeah they managed to hang a lot of those jokes onto something bigger Then i always appreciate that let me ask
1: you this if you had to choose only one for the rest of the seven seasons we're going to get interdimensional cable each season or morty's mind blowers each season
2: Ooh, that is a hard one. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have to go with interdimensional because it just. You can it just blows out so far where like you know Morty's mind blowers are great because we explore you know the relationship between Rick and Morty, right. but with the interdimensional we get like just wild new characters. Yeah, there's no rules. Play. Yeah, there's no rules. Uh, And I I do love like the moments you can kind of hear them breaking and you're like, yep, <laughs> yep, that <laughs> this is what it's all about, just yeah. making each other laugh.
1: Yeah, it'd be so much fun to be in that writer's room. Oh yeah uh so we talked about the brief flashes of continuity that we get um some of them are important some of them maybe not so much there's one in this episode where you know in the lore of the show uh and when when rick cronenberg's up the world and and was that uh love potion number nine or rick potion number nine yeah um And he says, explains to Morty that they can only jump to, you know, very closely related parallel dimensions only so many times before they use up other opportunities. And apparently that they imply heavily imply that they do this to flee a squirrel based apocalypse. (laughs) Do, Do you so do you think that we actually jumped dimensions again? Is that something that we're supposed to pay attention to? Should we care Ooh. Uh, what, what's your, cause I know uh, you, you like the lore, you like the continuity. What's your ruling on that?
2: Yeah. I feel like the way that, you know, the writers and the show has like sprinkled in lore, that is a huge possibility. They are real good at like doing things that you think are just throwaway moments and it just kind of come back, comes back, you know? And so like when they, they got, I forgot which episode it was, but they got lost and they were able to get a portal gun from the dead Rick in uh, like, like stuff like that where you're like, oh yeah, they, they, they were able to go back, pick up that breadcrumb and throw it in the current story. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we eventually see this <laughs> squirrel apocalypse when we revisit these old, uh, old, uh, dimensions. All yeah, right. I, I, w-
0: I feel like sometimes they even write, you know, things that they don't think they're going to use and then they come back later. And they use it, oh, right? Yeah. They realize, oh, we got this thing that we wrote a season ago. Maybe we should yeah. do something with that. Yeah, the show's got so much like plot texture that mm-hmm. you can stick things
1: on that, like, you know, they're just doing it to provide the texture, but that, you know, it's, it, you can, you can really stick stuff on that. Uh, I want to show, so there's a couple, I, I was, um, you know, eavesdropping on a couple nerd debates on the internet about this episode. <laughs> and I want to run some evidence for and against this being something impactful.
0: Why were you spying on me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i noticed you you you, you know over here talking with my squirrel pals uh, and you're too interested yeah you're too interested so i had to i had to do some reconnaissance um so in this episode rick removes the memory of morty causing the squirrel apocalypse that they have to escape and that's a traumatic memory right yeah. but he didn't remove the cronenberg memory from from morty so is that Compelling evidence for or against this actually being a real—I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a definitely a, a real memory. But is that for or against evidence that's going to actually impact the plot? If it's something neither Rick nor Morty will remember, uh, what do you think?
2: I I feel like that is a strong like that is, I think, too cool of a of a concept to like leave on the ground. Like, yeah, we you know. Rick and Morty on the same plane in this where they both have forgotten so yeah why why wouldn't we why wouldn't this impact like further episodes Uh, that's one thing I didn't consider uh, as well is like yeah why did we keep the memory of the Cronenberg universe (laughs) what about this
1: so another uh, angle people had is how do we know that these Morty memories are from this Morty what if these? What what if the majority of these memories are from the Rick and Morty that are rotting out in the backyard? Well,
0: welcome to the podcast, Ify on the spot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this is these are dope questions, and I think that's very true. That this, this could be a different Morty's uh, <laughs> memories, but I think the the kind of whole style of the episode is what makes that not matter as much (laughs) you know because it is just kind of like revisiting all these things yeah i think yeah and but i think that does make a case for an argument of like the impact of this episode not being as strong if yeah. this is like the other morty's memories
1: yeah i think my because now that we've done this for uh covered all three of these seasons and you know i paid a lot more attention to it and doing it like as a as a as a job than just you know as a hobby i think that like with all the different dimensions and potential ways you can mess with like timelines and pe- it's almost like I, I, I like paying attention to all these details because when they become relevant in later seasons, you're like, ah, I get it. But like, yeah, there's so so it's like they can explain around why they it's not important. They can explain why it is important. And it's like, you know, it's it's just it's just make you just have to be steeped in the history so you can appreciate the times when it's important, you know, yeah
2: i think i tripped across the nerd debate that you uh that you found Mm -hmm. because it said note that rick removes the memory for escaping the squirrel controlled world but not and this is bold cronenberg world which is arguably in bold again far more traumatic this might strongly suggest an alternate uh alternative rick morty pair in this episode yeah squirrel yeah okay you
1: can uh you you, you've 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 cracked you've cracked the code (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) anything else you want to talk about uh, say about this episode or
2: we got to um yeah i mean this episode i find uh i like it because i think essentially like rick and morty is crescendoing in a fun way where like it seems like this season had a lot of a lot more kind of weight added to the you know perceived canon so like i i do hope that we it it also makes me wonder what the season four version of this is because this replaced the uh the universal um the interdimensional uh remote (laughs) episode yeah kayla huh yeah, the intermission cable so i wonder if we're going to revisit or we are going to find some more my mi- mind blowers which if we do follow the fact that like these aren't every like this isn't the morty that we're with uh memories then that would be fun exploring this again and just seeing how different it was or if we revisit some of the ones we saw in this one and they're slightly different because it's with a different morty See, I was thinking that would be because if they
1: wanted to go full gonzo, like interdimensional cable style, but still in the framework of a Morty's mind blower, they can yeah. just make it obvious that this is a different set. of Like go with the Cronenberg Rick and Morty's yeah. or go with the Mortys that got a head look, looks like a hammer and just see what their mind blowers are. So that way you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter because it's obviously not our Rick and Morty. Yeah, uh, I know.
2: Yeah. And then you'd be able to blow yeah you could just have the craziest stuff happen
1: yeah or if they do make a big deal about them jumping to another dimension have have when they do morty's mind blowers that 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 season have a big point about like these aren't our mind blowers well let's just kind of like see what these other fools are up to
0: yeah yeah you could even have a tour of a whole bunch of yeah different like rick could take morty around to different dimensions like digging into the vault of a different morty yeah. Or, or it's like it's like uh, we were talking about this in the main part of the cast. Like you you got to think that
1: in the Citadel, Ricks are trading these like mixtapes. Right. Like look <laughs> at what look at what fucking Morty did. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. and they have Jerry mind blowers. Like look at what Jerry. It's like yeah. they're 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 probably mass screenings of new ones. You know, like famous like like are there like influencer Ricks that have like
2: <laughs> YouTube <laughs> that channels so that they just fun. post?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I would I mean,
2: love that. Now I want to see it. <laughs> it's
0: like you could have rick's memories is like the blackmail material right the red ones are the ones that rick doesn't want anybody right, to see. right the yeah. rick boners yeah. sure <laughs> uh anything else uh, we want to say um
2: I'm not, I'm not yeah i'm not sure did, uh, did we
0: ask what your favorite skit was your favorite uh oh yeah that's a good one what's what's your favorite mind
1: blower
2: Oh, it's the, where, where the torture one, where he, (laughs) because it's, it's so, it's so fun. And I, that's like my favorite bit is the old like, oh, you thought you were hurting him, but you're really jerking him off. Mm. (laughs) And then that line too, of like, if, uh, if we don't uh, jerk off someone for information and we are only killing people, what makes us different than them? Yeah. Uh, Because uh, Rick kind of has a point. It's a
1: real thinker. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. uh, a whole another take on a gulag or a Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Less waterboarding, more jerking off. It might actually yield better information. Uh, yeah, that, I think that was one of the, my favorite one, too. Yeah. Uh, if you thanks for coming on the show, if uh, people want to catch up with you on the Internet and engage in nerd debates or what have you, where would they do so?
2: Uh, you can find me at IfyWaddyWay, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram. And Ifd's on Twitch if you like watching people play video games.
1: Uh, so check it out. Those are all in the show notes as well. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate having mm-hmm. you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Alright, Jim, are you ready to once again plot to the future? Yep. This is where we tune our portal guns to open Dimension BM seventy seven, accessing behind the scene details, trivia, and spoilers for future episodes. Very few, very few left. This mm-hmm. so is we're gonna we, we're gonna have to put our portal guns away in, in two more episodes. That's because we caught we're we're no longer plotting to the future. We're we are the future. We're, we're not gonna need roads where we're going, where we're podcasting. <laughs> Or microphones. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we'll have the new mental net installed in November of 2019. Hmm. Uh, we can just broadcast with our minds. Uh, what do we got to say about the behind the scenes stuff on this episode? I've got there's quite a, a few things.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about things that were sort of left on the cutting room floor. Or, or I really like the, the feeling Justin has about revisiting this concept in the future, because I think it has a lot of legs. It's a fantastic idea. And they didn't they specifically didn't want to do too much with it. They were like, mm-hmm. clip show, let's not do too much connective stuff, not get too clever, let's just hit a joke at the end and get out. And these seem like it's something that like uh Dan sees as an opportunity to
1: just completely lean into Justin, like, to the extent yeah. that they just wrote all the skits, and they're like, "We won't even. We don't even have the backbone. We don't have the framing device yet. We'll just come up with a bunch of funny skits, and then we'll just figure something out. We'll just figure something out." Mm-hmm. And but the temptation in the writers' room to, you know, oh, we need to have something in the 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 fourth re- act of this that reveals and completely blows everyone's mind. He's like, "No, this, in this type of episode, you just need a joke, and the joke is." Yeah. They wipe each other's minds and, and all this drama is completely wiped away and summer, summer restores them.
0: Yeah. And the joke is we're shitting on Summer for missing interdimensional cable, which was what the audience wanted to see. Right. Uh, or thought they wanted to see. Yeah, it's good. And I, I think this leaves the door open to do more with the concept later, which yeah. excites me. Um,
1: they also like this is... Um, so they didn't intend this to be the replacement for Interdimensional Cable. They meant that they, they were going to have another episode back when this was going to be a 14-episode season. But because of their production overruns and delays and runovers that they had to cut it back uh, four episodes to the to this, to this the 10-episode season we have now. They'll be, you know, as we go through, there's other places where this kind of impacted the season as well. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, they both seem to be very eager to get to Morty's Mind Blowers 2. Uh, there's also this concept of Morty. Uh, so like, what J- started this concept was like someone had an idea of Morty getting cummed on by an alien <laughs> called a Nibulons, uh-huh. And they started to go into it. And Justin's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. No, no, no. I actually want to come back to the Nibulons and come getting cummed on. And like everyone's just cracking up like. Yeah, I can't wait. Is that, I hope it's in season four because I can't wait yeah. to season five. Like what? First of all. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, what will the Cartoon Network not show? Like, like fifteen years ago, they sh- in South Park they showed little boys jerking off a family dog. So, like,
0: I mean, they show Morty getting shit out of a, a being and getting eaten. And, and they only just straight ejaculating on a fourteen-year-old boy, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know but then and they again, showed a 14 year old boy banging a bunch of older women so and then, like i said back in south park
1: their kids are playing red rocket with the family dog <laughs> right? so like yeah. it's uh, the cartoon network is push pushing boundaries mm-hmm. we should we we shall say i really hope we see it um but the, yeah and also justin's philosophy of like there's this thing there's this point where they realized they had you had scrupulously uh uh kept to the rules of you know, this has to be a, a, a memory of Morty's to the fact that they had jokes built into that, like in the first Moon one, uh, like Summer and Beth were talking about how f- bad they felt for Morty and why Morty is kind of in the middle distance. And they even made the comment, it's like, you know, how can, how, how would this be in the memories?" like, well, you must be able to overhear us. So. Mm-hmm they had to remove that line because at some point Justin's like you know what fuck it this is funny who cares so they just have a throwaway line about you know how do I have these memories if I shouldn't be able to have them and Rick's like I just edit them
0: yeah Um, which I feel like kicks open the door to a lot of interpretation about you know what's real and what isn't in these memories what would why, why wouldn't Rick edit out or discard the ones of him looking like an asshole or a dumbass or whatever yeah uh, I forgot
1: that the alien warrior, the Floop Floopian, was the previous contest winner of their Omaze promotion. This was to help an animal charity. Um, mm-hmm. We just talked about their charity that they started uh, a couple weeks ago to help uh, uh, autistic children. Um, but I thought it's funny how like uh, it was this time. It was it was Dan being the bold one. It's like let's promise that it's an alien overlord that Rick is going to kill, and Justin's like. That's very specific pitch. Are you sure you want to... Ne- and then Dan's like, no, no, no. We'll get it in there. And you put po- like this. This year's contest was just like you'll appear as an alien, or you you're, you're hmm. you will appear in a Rick and Morty sketch, which could be just literally uh, a a still image of you in the background somewhere. Yeah. Versus doing because I it did also feel like maybe there was some uh, fear that they'd get a voice person there that they couldn't do any lines. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I thought that was kind of interesting that Dan was like, uh, hard charging on the the promotion thing here.
0: (laughs) It worked out, you know, uh, yeah, the guy was good, but also like Dan talks a lot about his triumphs in writing when, you know, he talks about, oh, I sat down and I wrote the entire beginning, entire episode in less time than it took you to watch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, but in this, he also talks about sort of his failure. Um, because he says he sat down and spent four hours writing the dialogue for one of these squirrels yeah. in this episode, and then they ended up scrapping it. Right. Yeah. He wasted a shitload of time on a completely throwaway, yeah. inconsequential to thing. Long, two minute long
1: monologue about squirrels' domination of the planet Earth.
0: Right. Right. It's like unnecessary. So I, I like that. I appreciate that he talks about both his triumphs and his failures on there. Uh, yeah there's also the one uh, interesting part could have been important to the
1: continuity uh, is one of the many endings they envision was a memory of uh, Morty's point of view as a baby where Rick portals in in the middle of the night and like picks up Morty and holds him and then puts him down and he leaves just as Summer comes in and uh, she's like a toddler and uh, you know Beth and Jerry come in and say what is it and and, uh, Summer says I saw an old man and a really funny thing is, like, the artists were really excited because they're going to give Jerry a, a full on mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Young Jerry's rocking, you know, he's all business up front. Yeah. Marketing exec up front, party in the back.
0: Pickle Me This is distributed by Bald Move in association with Starburns Audio. It's produced by Jason Smith and Scott Porch from Starburns, and myself, Mineron, from Bald Move. All music featured on this podcast is from the Rick and Morty soundtrack available from Sub Pop Records. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To discover the many other great shows we do, please check out baldmove.com and starburns.audio. If you appreciate what we do and want to directly support us, consider joining our club at club.baldmove.com to get access to exclusive bonus audio and video features. Finally, you can follow us on your favorite social media at Bald See you next time.